0: This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy. Welcome to the program, everybody. I'm Barry Markson with Allie Party. We are sitting in for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for joining us on KTAR uh, this week between Christmas and New Year. So much happening. Uh, very excited to have with us right now Ashley Law. She's uh, the public information officer with Glendale Fire Department. And, Ashley, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And this is, uh, this is Allie, I know you, this is something very close to your heart and uh, something that KTR was reporting recently. Yeah. Uh, Firefighter in Glendale, Mark Fowl, passed away. Correct, um, and and his funeral uh, occurred. And it's it's actually a really a really interesting uh, what the other Valley fire departments do to to help out.
2: Yeah, and you know we talked about this with Ashley that there when there is a line of duty death, even just off duty, whatever, like the fire service, it is a family and Absolutely. it is brothers and sisters. And knowing that Glendale is a bit of a smaller department, it's very intimate. You all know each other. Yes, that when this happened, this impacted
1: everybody. It really did. And yeah, we are smaller. When you look at us versus Phoenix or Mesa, the, the larger departments, we're smaller, um, but we're mighty and <laughs> and we're busy and you're absolutely right everybody knows everybody in our department. I mean, I know everybody's names, and probably their wives, and their kids' names, and if not their names, at least how many they have. And so, we're we are very close. We're very tight-knit. So,
2: you had this beautiful, beautiful service honoring an incredible man, and we will get to that, and how great of a person and legacy that he leaves behind. But I really want to talk about the automatic aid system, and what happened in the Valley earlier this week on Tuesday morning, mid-afternoon, that allowed every single Glendale firefighter to attend his
1: memorial service. Yeah, it, I just got chills when you said that Allie. It it was a, an amazing opportunity for the Valley to show the world what we do here because though there's automatic aid in a lot of parts of the country, it's nothing like what we have here in the Valley. Yeah, so let's, let's pause and what is automatic aid? Sure. So maybe Barry yeah. or anyone <laughs> listening, what does that mean? Right, automatic aid. So the closest, most appropriate truck will go to the emergency. So it doesn't matter if um, a Glendale truck was at training in Tempe and there's a fire down the street and they're the closest, most appropriate unit, they're going to go. So it just provides the best service to the valley, to the customer, to the person having the emergency so that they get what they need as quickly as possible.
2: And so because of that, we can see different trucks running in different cities, all that type of stuff. The automatic aid partners across the valley came to support the Glendale Fire Department on Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. So there were no Glendale firefighters working during that
1: time. There weren't, and that is really epic because it's never happened before. In in the history of our fire department, there's never been an opportunity for every single one of our members to be in one place at one time right. ever. Because mm-hmm. someone's always working, yeah. You know, every third day, everyone gets on a fire truck and goes. So, uh, Christmas parties are two days, and meetings are right. two days because yeah. every, someone's it always working. So. so,
2: you had on your Instagram and your your social media in general all these cool pictures of you see a Tempe truck, mm-hmm. an El Mirage truck, a surprise
1: truck running out of a Glendale fire
2: station. Yes.
0: How, how many different fire departments covered Glendale for that time?
1: Well, so we have nine fire stations, and there were nine different departments. Is that right? there was a different department in every single one of our stations. It's how a, cool is it's that? It's
0: incredible. And you were telling me it was it was for about six hours, from yeah. about eight to two. And and I was surprised. I asked you, how many calls would you normally have in a morning in Glendale? Sure. And and what just you, you tell it,
1: us? It could be up to a hundred.
0: That's I mean, amazing. That,
1: that yeah. Easily, we are very, very busy in our city. And um, we rely on automatic aid and they rely on us. You know, we don't have borders. So some of our stations sit on the border of Phoenix and some of their stations sit on right. our border and Peoria and Surprise. So we're we're used to that, but we've never seen anything like this before where literally every single station was covered by somebody.
0: That really is amazing. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about Mark Fowle. How, oh. Tell us about him and, and what happened. It was an happened?
1: incredible act for an incredible man. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a soundbite right there. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark is the greatest human being you will ever know. And I get, sorry, I get choked up because there's just such purity and kindness about that man. Mm. And when you are around him, you feel better about who you are. And there's just nobody like him. No. Um, We were talking at the memorial or afterwards about eating meals and cooking at the fire station and Mark loved to cook. I mean, he was known for his recipes. They were incredible. And I used to copy this sauce that he made for these chicken tacos. And every time I'd make them, people would go, oh, my, this is so great. I can't, take, I can't take credit. It's, yeah. Mark's, it's Mark's recipe. And, you know, his legacy is going to live on partly through that because we all eat his food and we all yeah. think of him. Well, oh. and
2: it's really special. Like, I, I was fortunate enough to know Mark and his family, and they are the most genuine, kind, and humble human beings. Mm-hmm. Beings and to sit and watch his memorial service and his daughter taking the stage oh. so cool, calm, and collected and the fact that she was up there she has every right to be emotional, angry all those things yes. and she was up there saying, you know, he wouldn't want us to be sad. He wants us to continue to humbly serve and to have fun right. and she's joking about how uh, it might be a little morbid to talk about this but my dad loved reading obituary oh, <laughs> and he, and. Uh. and they, it's just, it's incredible that it doesn't matter what is going on in the world, but why do bad things
1: always happen to good people? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they say that God needs good angels. Yeah. So they got to, he's got to take the good ones so yeah. that they how, can go serve.
0: How but, old was yeah. Mark when he passed away?
1: He's in his fifties. I don't, I don't know exactly what, 70. He was born or, in 60, 63. 63. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so I don't
0: know. Like 59. At, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Too and, young, I'll and, tell yeah. you that. And, and I, I know we don't want to get too deep into it, but how, but what? why did he die? What caused right,
1: him? had brain cancer
0: okay and that was caused uh, as a result of being a firefighter
1: well that's a controversial topic and
2: again like prior to joining my current job i did all this work and this research on how often firefighters are passing away from cancer and so according to the cdc cancer is the leading cause of death for firefighters. And a lot of people, it's still, there's, there's studies and all this types of stuff, but you think about in the longevity of someone's career, the exposure of carcinogens that they're breathing in, but now it's even, it's even more aggressive because of an, Plastic furnitures
1: and yeah. chemicals and
0: electric all
2: those, car fires all what those are
0: those
1: composites? Yeah. yeah it's all the composite okay. furniture we used to have woods and and yeah. cottons and and things like that that 's how you made furniture, not anymore right yeah. it 's all a blend of something or some poly yeah. whatever but Resents. um mm-hmm. you know brain cancer's on the on the legislation, and it's one of them that 's covered. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Well, Ashley, thanks for taking a few minutes and coming in here and talking to us about Absolutely. Mark uh, and about the incredible things. Uh, that, this is so great that nine different Valley uh, fire departments really
1: cool.
2: stood
0: up or stepped up and helped with Glendale so that everybody could attend that funeral. I think yeah. that's a really cool story.
1: Yeah. Automatic aid. I mean, born he- born here in Phoenix. That's yeah. The Phoenix and yeah. The Like the we're probably fire
2: geeking out about it and the average person listening probably doesn't know what that means, but it's mm. like to think about being in Glendale and a Tempe fire truck is going to roll up on your 911 emergency. It, it's
1: really cool. Just so. so. So that that firefighter that would have been running out of that station could attend a memorial for his brother.
0: All right, Ashley Losh with the uh, Glendale Fire Department. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all our firefighters that uh, do so many great things for all of us here in the Valley of the Sun. Coming up, Becky Lynn standing by in the KTR News Center. She'll give us an update on what's going on. At 4.30, Stephen Risher is going to join us, Maricopa County recorder. We're going to talk about the recount today, kind of get his thoughts on what happened as an expert in this field. Uh, But next, we're going to talk about the top health-related Google searches of 2022, and you're going to be surprised which one's not on the list. That's next. Alley Parties here. I'm Barry Markson. In for Gatos and Chad, it's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The
2: Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons.
0: All right, thanks for being with us, everybody. I'm Barry Markson. Uh, she's Alley Party. We're sitting in for Gatos and Chad today on this beautiful Thursday. And I say beautiful because at least it's not raining like it was yesterday. So that's good. The rain good. is
2: beautiful, though. Supposed to have,
0: I like the rain. I don't I want do. it to rain on Saturday, though. It's New Year's Eve. We've got people coming over. We're going to be outside at night. I, yeah. want, I, I want to be you dry. want to
2: have a bonfire. It can
0: be cold. Yeah. It's not just not wet. That's uh, that's exactly right. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, coming up at 4.30 right after the news. Uh, Stephen Risher is going to join us, the Maricopa County Recorder. We're going to talk about this election, some of the issues that came up and that people are still claiming, and this recount uh, where uh, over 600 new ballots, mostly out of Pinal County, uh, were counted. We're going to talk about that, how that happened. Stephen Richer is obviously an expert in this field. Uh, we'll chat with him about that right after the news. Um, but this, you know, it's always the end-of-year stuff. You don't hear us talking about that very much because I'm not big on lists. I don't, I'm not big on end-of-year things. But this was interesting. The top health-related Google searches in 2022, and, uh, you know, Ali, you pointed out, uh, the, the thing that was most interesting was it wasn't COVID. Yeah. It, which is crazy.
2: Typically, when it was in the heart of the pandemic, it was, where can I get a COVID test? Where do I need to wear a mask? Where are there flight restrictions? Anything like yeah. that.
0: That wasn't on the list anymore. Uh, but what was on the list, it was obviously some you know, normal physical health things, but a lot of mental health things, a lot about therapy. And that was interesting because and we talked about this yesterday. It, they, they did the top uh, New Year's Eve resolutions around the country by state and Arizona's was seek therapy. That was the top the top New Year's Eve resolution for Arizonans and which was surprised me. I mean that was could you imagine that's not I need to lose weight, not that I'm going to go to the gym every day, seek therapy. I'm
2: just I'm just going to flat out say it. Y'all need therapy. <laughs> like when you see the people driving on the 51 yeah. during rush hour like Take take your issues to your therapist. What's really <laughs> What's really causing this aggression? Like I truly, well, I am in drove, therapy. If I, you just drove
0: faster, it wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Allie. Uh,
2: yeah, seriously. <laughs> I I think everyone clearly I like to talk, but like I think everyone can benefit from talking about their feelings oh, and what's goodness. going on. So Barry, let's have a little therapy session.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it, it's uh, there's certainly something that happened uh, after COVID, and I'm not well, not to you, say it wasn't an issue before. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: um, I think there's something to be said about this being impacted because of the pandemic. Yeah,
0: there, there's no question about it. And, and I know we all know folks who uh, ha- are different after the pandemic. Some folks uh, still wearing the mask because they're, they're still worried. Some people not able to leave their house or mm-hmm. afraid to go out and do things, even though we're this far, far past it. Not that COVID's gone, not that it's not still issues out there. I get it. But there's still people dealing with it that way. Um, and I know for from my just personal anecdotal experience, a lot of my friends have kids that are in college right mm-hmm. now, as I do, and a lot of those kids are struggling. There's issues. Maybe that would have happened anyway. I don't know. But I think a lot of it was these kids went to college, and they're in a dorm, and they're not allowed to go to class, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to hang out with other people, and they're just locked away, well, and it's affected people.
2: And I think, like like you said, there's obviously going to be some psychological, like, okay, I wasn't allowed to go to the grocery store, or I had to wear a mask. Now I can go to the grocery store, and I don't have to wear a mask, but am I going to clean my cart? All those types of things. But there's also the very real impacts of isolation and what that yeah. does to a person and making them anxious or depressed or w- worse, you know? And so how do you get through that? You got to talk about it.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I, I think those things have obviously played into played into this and the fact that Google searches in Arizona and everywhere up about therapy and counseling and, and in Arizona that that's the biggest issue for people uh, going into next year, their biggest resolution. It's it's something that we need to deal with. I, I, I mean, I'm not here to say government needs to get involved and stuff, but I don't think we're even recognizing the extent of the issue no. that is that obviously is affecting a lot of Arizonans.
2: I think also because of the pandemic a lot of stigma was erased in the sense that it's okay to talk about what you're struggling with and it opened doors in the sense that a lot of employers were saying, "Hey, we have counseling available. You're, you know, all all telehealth things are available for mental health support." But at the end of the day, you know, if everyone wants to be physically fit and more healthy, You got to start up top.
0: Yeah. There's something to be said about that. See, up top, I'm very fit. That's, a, that's what I love about that. Up top, I'm, I'm top, top fit. All right. That's alley party. I'm Barry Marks and in for the boys today. Becky Lynn standing by here in the KTR news center. We'll have an update for you, including Arizona's recount and where we are in our election, the never ending election. Uh, coming up right after the news, Stephen Risher is going to join us. He's Arizona, excuse me, Maricopa County's recorder. He's a Republican. We're going to talk about this recount and what happened. Uh, 600 plus new ballots counted mostly in Pinal County, how that happens. We'll talk to him about that. And also some of these conspir- conspiracy. Conspiracy theories uh, that won't go away. Still coming. uh, Abe Hamaday still tweeting now uh, about more of these things. We're going to talk to him about that uh, in just a moment. Stay with us. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station. KTAR News 923 FM.
2: A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show.
0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Barry Marks and Allie Party in for the boys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Big news in Arizona today. I think the election is finally over.
2: Say it isn't so. I
0: could be wrong, uh, but I think it's finally over. The recount was announced today. Uh, More motions, more claims, more allegations still going on social media. But I think it's over. Uh, And joining us right now, very happy to have him. uh, Maricopa County recorder Stephen Risher. And Stephen, thanks for being on the program.
3: Hey, thanks so much for having me. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to
0: you, too. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, we I wanted to bring you on today. Uh, well, for this week, there's a lot going on, and these, these uh, allegations continue to be thrown around uh, by Kerry Lake and Abe Homiday and a couple others. But with the recount coming in today, I, I thought we might – use some of your expertise in this uh, to help us understand we, we did the recount in Maricopa County it was almost right on uh, they ended up finding five more votes for Hamaday, five more votes uh, for Mays uh, but Pinal County was a whole nother story uh, well uh, over 400 over 500 ballots uh, that had not been counted before were now counted do you have any idea how that happens how that could happen
3: I haven't looked into that yet, but they said they were going to release a report, and so I'll read that. But this is—if you would have told me that you know, prior to yesterday, I would have been very, very because these machines are highly accurate. And when you look at the limited discrepancies, they mostly happen through the adjudication process, which is the ovals that the machines can't read that then get kicked to bipartisan boards of humans. And one team might adjudicate it differently than a later team. And so that could lead to very, very minimal discrepancy, as we saw in the instances of Pima County and Maricopa County. But uh, obviously something else was in play in pinal county i know that they've you know assured us that they're going to produce a report yeah. and uh you know, ultimately even something like 200 is not that that significant but it is much higher than i think anyone in the elections community anticipated
0: yeah they're saying it was human error but that, and i was going to ask you that is is several hundred ballots that are hadn't been counted and are counted now is that normal in a recount with over two and a half million ballots or is, is that abnormal
3: Absolutely. It's absolutely abnormal from a machine standpoint, because when these are certified and calibrated, they have to be accurate to within a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a a percent. And so really what's in play is either human error, most commonly found in the human adjudication boards or something else where they I I don't know exactly what happened here, but, uh, you know, maybe. I, I, I don't want to speculate because, you know, I'm just going to leave it to them and, and they have professionals down there who will uh, let us know what happened. And, um, you know, I, I know that some, this is uh, at least from Candidate Hamadie, he's questioned whether he can reinstigate some litigation processes and I don't know if there's anything there. And I guess the one asterisk to your uh, asterisk, your wish that this is the officially the end of the election season <laughs> is that, you know, if anything gets appealed and I think right. uh, Candidate Lake says she was appealing that stuff. But hopefully we have resolution soon. And then obviously these candidates can take office and do the best for Arizona.
2: So I know you can't speculate on what happened in Pinal County, but as the Maricopa County recorder, you know the ins and outs of what's going on. And when someone says human error, what does that look like? Can you paint a picture of examples of what that could be?
3: Well, like I said, in the adjudication process is where I would have uh, thought this would have been, but it's not like um you know no new ballots should be run or um so that there shouldn't just be like you know like is that a box a ballot that, ballot that, that just was or left behind like that. Um, so that that that's perplexing to me as to how there's four hundred new votes in total, I believe that were added to the total count.
0: Stephen Risher joining us. He's Maricopa County's recorder, and, and Stephen, I wanted to chat with you about some of these allegations. Uh, you know, it's just never ending. Uh, Carrie Lake and Abe Homiday, it, It's just a constant of. They, they just can't say we lost. It, it, there has to be. There has to be reasons. Uh, the. The Kerry Lake trial went forward for two days. She put on all of her evidence, all of the experts, um, and even her experts, every witness uh, said there was no misconduct uh, in it at all. Um, but let me ask you, are there things you would do or you may suggest to people of things we could do to make our election system in Maricopa County better uh, next time?
3: Absolutely. And that's what I'm looking forward to, to talking about in the new legislative session. And I think that there are some good conversations that can be had. But when you take it to um, innuendo or motives or, um, you know, schemes to, to disrupt a candidate, then it gets to an unhealthy place. And, you know, we've been witnessing this for the past two years. And this is nothing new to us because it's been all just a continuation of the 2020 phenomenon. And, you know, I think you retweeted one of the things. Things that Candidate Lake had said about Judge Thompson yeah. that she then deleted. And this is emblematic of yeah. the unhealthy place that we've gotten in this conversation, which was that she was praising this judge as somebody who was um, very fair-minded in his approach to the trial. But then when the ruling came out, at first there were you know suggestions that he's just an adult who doesn't understand law. But then it quickly devolved into that his... Order had been shadow written by the Elias law firm and he had bad motives and so he's quickly gone from a good judge to a judge who's an idiot to a judge who's immoral and has been bought off. And this is the same thing that I've had to, unfortunately, undergo. And that's just not healthy and and is damaging our institutions. And I firmly believe in the uh, the institutions and the the judge, our courts being one of them.
0: Stephen Risher joins us. Uh, He's the Maricopa County recorder. And, and Stephen, I I agree with you. And I've I've been kind of calling for it this week, and I'll I'll do it again right now. I think it's time for Republican leaders in our state to stand up with with you and with the county supervisors and with other people, including business. Business leaders, and, and everybody needs to say, we've let this process run, Carrie Lake, and I, I know there might be a couple of appeals, but Carrie Lake and Hamaday and Mark Fincham, they've had their day in court, they've presented their evidence, they had no evidence uh, yeah. of misconduct or what was needed to change the result of the election, and other people need to say our election system are, are, in Arizona was fair, it was safe, it was mm-hmm. accurate, uh, and we got the right outcome, not the right person, but the outcome was real. And. The only reason these people lost is because they got less votes than the other people. That's our system. That's how it works.
3: Which is okay. Many good people who are also quality candidates have lost before, certainly. That's part of the political process. It doesn't make you a bad person. And it's okay also to say we want to change the process and the manner in which we can do it. And I'm certainly one who believes in that. I think we've got to get our results produced a higher percentage in a more timely manner. I think that would be something that would be healthy for the conversation and I think it's just something that Arizona want but what is inex- unacceptable is when you start taking a perfectly good judge who served with great dignity yeah. for over 10 years on the Arizona bench and you say that we think that he was colluding with one of the parties and having them write his briefs that, 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 that goes that's just beyond the pale.
2: No, and I think hearing and seeing what has happened over the last election, I I vividly remember listening to you joining Chad and Gatos on election night, driving home, and I I heard the frustration in your voice when everyone was talking about the printers, and you know, Maricopa County was in national news and making headlines again because there was a hiccup with prints, uh, printing ballots, or however the scanning went, and I, I can tell that you are so sincere in the sense that you, like you said if you don't like something then change it and make it better and i really do believe that you want to do that and i and i wish you nothing but the best because we need it we need to get back into a world where we can we can everyone can trust an election and we can be okay with who won because we're trusting the situation
3: right and and i think that there are a number of things that this most recent cycle um in terms of conversations, it teed up and quite frankly, this adjudication process is another one uh, the, the you know the recount process is another one and that's okay but we spent the last two years talking about bamboo fibers and watermarks and unfortunately that derailed any legitimate conversations that we could be having about changes to our election policy or uh, changes to election administration. Stephen
0: Risher with us. Uh, he's the Maricopa County recorder. He's a Republican. Stephen, as always, thanks for taking a few minutes, and, and
3: Happy New Year. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and Happy New Year to you as well.
0: All right, there you have it, folks. Uh, and, and I'll say it. I'm going to keep saying this, and, and you can follow me, as, as he mentioned, on Twitter, at Barry and one uh, where I talk about these election issues quite a bit. Uh, but, Ali, it's time for Doug Ducey. It's time for Mark mm-hmm. Brnovich. It's time for business leaders in our community. People need to stand up and say no. It's enough now. Yeah. We, we don't want two more years of uh, this election silliness and another fake fanning audit. Fanning the
2: flames. Yeah, uh,
0: it, it's not good for the state. It doesn't make us look good nationwide. It makes us no. look like a laughing stock. Where we're out of, I'm out of town on business, and someone, you know, I say I'm from Arizona, and they're like, "What is going on in Arizona?" I. That's not helpful.
2: I, I I can say proudly that I went viral and I was featured on CNN as a reporter because of my thread of tweets focusing and covering the Maricopa County election audit. And the the laughable images that were being shown yeah. because they were spinning ballots so fast on these little turntables <laughs> right. that the ballots that they were said to be counting were flying off the table. Right. How are you even seeing what's being done?
0: It was it was a joke. It was a, it was a fraud. It and I don't want I don't want to do this again. And I, it's it not. It needs
2: to. It needs it, to. Stop. And the only
0: way it stops is if good people. We have plenty of them in Arizona. Plenty of Republicans. Uh, go back to twenty twenty. Doug Ducey did his job. Bernovich mm-hmm. did his job. Um, a lot of all. These County, everybody in Maricopa County, these are four to the five supervisors. They're Republican. Stephen Richard, Republican. <laughs> People did their jobs. Appropriately, They genuinely
2: care. Does not matter. Party. That's
0: right. But now what we need uh, is everybody to stand up and stand with these folks who did their job this time and stand up and say, uh, yeah, we're not going to do this again. Yeah. What Carrie Lake is saying is a lie. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Mar- Abe Hameday is saying is not true. We need people to stand up and say that. And, and if enough of us do it, it'll quash this in Arizona. All right, coming up, Becky Lynn's here. She's going to give us an update. And then on the other side, uh, there's a the fire departments have this thing for, for animals. When they encounter an animal in a fire, what do they do? It's something actually invented here in Arizona. We'll talk about it next. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
1: Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, the Gatos and Chad Show.
0: All right, welcome back everybody. Barry Marks and Allie Party taking you up uh, until 6 o'clock tonight. And Allie, this is, uh, you know, getting back to the fire department, there's a, when there's fires, there's oftentimes animals, there are pets involved, and it's a difficult thing for the fire department. And uh, we actually have somebody locally uh, that invented something called the Fido Bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is a Fido Bag? A
2: Fido Bag is in a, it's a life-saving toolkit for animals that has little tiny uh, O2 masks, oxygen masks that any type of furry guy stuck in a house that the firefighters can put it on the animal and get them breathing. Okay,
0: and is that? In, in, I know it, it was invented here in Phoenix or at least the person produces them here mm-hmm. and is, is, is that used a lot in, in Phoenix and other fire departments locally?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. The, the woman that owns and created the Fetch Foundation is a dear friend of mine and she works so hard to get these bags on every fire truck and she she is a force to be reckoned with, let me just tell you, and she works so hard to ensure that all the firefighters have these FIDO bags because they are the matter of life and death with an animal.
0: Yeah, which obviously if you have pets, that's an important thing. Yeah. So uh, you were telling me this story where she's trying to get them to to Atlanta area for fire departments there, and, mm-hmm. and she couldn't figure out how to get them all there, and what happened?
2: So she's posted on social media. They have a great presence on social media, and um, she got all of her friends tagging different people, and who is going to the Atlanta area this this weekend. The Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals will be flying a batch of Fido bags (laughs) to Atlanta or to the uh, it's it's a it's a Georgia Fire Department to get them over there, and it's it's a nonprofit that's working to save animals. They have an amazing homeless to hero program. My husband and I are very proud owners of a dog that's going to be soon a therapy certified dog for a first responder. So shout out to Riley, great little pup of ours. But (laughs) the the Fetch Foundation does amazing work saving animals all across. the country.
0: Does the Fetch Foundation take donations? They do. Alright, so is it a, uh, what's the website?
2: The Thefetchfoundation.com
0: Alright, thefetchfoundation.com if you want to help them with that project and uh, it's all, 100% of the money goes to these, uh, these little Fido uh, Fido bags, they're yeah. helping
2: supply first responders with life-saving tools for animals and you know, they're just doing amazing work for animals in the community.
0: That's awesome. Alright, coming up, uh, Becky Lynn is standing by, we have the KTR News Expansion, 15 minutes of commercial free news that's coming your way uh, in just a couple of minutes. And then after that, we're going to talk about what happened here in this recount a little bit. We'll, we'll play you some of the uh, our, inter- our interviews today with uh, with uh, Adrian uh, Fontes, our Secretary of State incoming, and also Stephen Richer, the uh, Maricopa County uh, recorder, so you understand what happened today. We'll bring you up to date. And also, we may ta- chat a little bit more about uh, airport and airline uh, etiquette. Uh, we had an interesting tweet by someone local recently. We'll bring that to you. That's Alley Party. I'm Barry Marks, and stay with us. It's KTAR.